Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, on today's show, we're going to cover five regrets that many retirees have and we're going to offer ways to avoid the uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda list. So... You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, has been helping folks for more than 30 years uh, getting them to and through retirement. He's an IAR, an investment advisor representative with Silverleaf Financial. That is his company. And uh, he's got, uh, well, you're a fiduciary, you're independent, uh, and all of those things. Hi, Kevin. What's going on? Hey, Good afternoon, Steve. Always good to be here. Yeah, the uh, I mean, this is, I, I love it when you talk about the woulda, shoulda, coulda, or woulda, coulda, shoulda list. I mean, we've all got one of those, I think. And um, yes. And I guess that, you know, when you talk about regrets that, that retirees have, I'm guessing you could have written this list. Yeah, you know what, sometimes I, sometimes I certainly feel that way. You know, it, it's a lot of times, so, you know, how many times have people said, you know, if I only knew, you know, if I... If I only knew now what I didn't know then. Oh or, yeah, boy, I want to know. <laughs> you, you know, it's like it's like I, how many times I, I I do it myself too much, and and it's and it's something I say stop doing. That's not really productive. But I go back and I say, wow, I wish I could have talked to myself, you know, thirty years ago. Exactly. And, uh, but that's been... <laughs> that's what people. I mean, that's the main one, isn't it? Like, oh gosh, I wish I would have started earlier. It it is it is, and and because when you look at the numbers and you run the charts, you know, like. I'm sure everybody's seen those charts where it says if you put in, I don't know, $100 a month and you do that for, you know, 35 years and you get X rate of return, you're going to have, you know, a gazillion dollars. Yeah, month. right. Exactly. And, you know, and, and, and that's the, that's the thing is that yeah, it, it's true, but most people, you know, like I basically, I just say life gets in the way, you know, things come up that you didn't expect expenses that you did that were higher than you expected. Um, and, and it eats away at the nest egg sometimes. And sometimes it gets in the way of people saving. And I think I, I, and by the way, I think inflation right now is causing some of that to take place. Uh, people, you know, as you spend more for, to fill up your car, you know, my wife filled up the other day and it cost $126. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Said, 126 bucks. That's, that's painful. 
it's 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 horrible. I talked to some clients, and a lot of guys that drive pickup trucks, I think they're spending around about I say a buck and a half. That means one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, you know, to fill up. And so, if that's the case, chances are good. You, you know, you might have to cut back in four hundred one k contributions, something like that. Um, you, you know, but that's what everybody everybody does say. You know, commonly they wish they'd started earlier. So, by all means, you know, if you haven't started yet, it's you know, then then get it started now. Uh, don't put it off anymore. Just start putting in whatever you can. Uh, if you're part of a workplace plan, by all means, take advantage of the company match uh, for sure. And if at all possible, look at the allocation you're putting into these plans and maybe try to bump it up. If you can, try to increase it because uh, the longer you can do that, the greater that nest egg you're going to have when you get there. And you'll be very glad you did, I'm sure. Well, right now, with everything that uh, that seems to be happening, you mentioned it earlier, you know, inflation is certainly a factor for things. Um, you know, you've got uh, the market doing its thing, which not always good, but it does what it does. You got a war. I mean, how are all of these things impacting you and, and, and your clients and what are we doing or what are you doing to help? Well, I tell you, there, there's a lot of things that are, well, they're impacting him in different ways. I should say in terms of the, in terms of my clients, uh, what I always try to do is first thing we want to take care of your income needs is what I like to do. So, you, so we start off going over their individual balance sheet, you know, their assets, liabilities, and then there, I call it the personal link, you know, it's their income statement, which is all the money coming in and all the money going out, right? And and so we want to look at what they need in terms of cash flow every month to do what they want to do. And then what I want to do and what I suggest is doing it with guaranteed sources if you if possible. In other words, put some money into some investments that'll guarantee you a lifetime income so that that concern is eliminated. So that you know, doesn't matter what happens, you've got, you know, X number of dollars coming in every month over and above your social security. And, and doing that first, to me, puts you in a position that you can then invest in the market if you, if you so desire, uh, and because you're able to take some risk with that money. In other words, if you lose some of it, it's not gonna impact your standard of living because you've got all the income coming in that you need. But the way things are today, I mean, people are nervous. Oh, they are, they are. And, and so, so it, depends on, it depends on the overall situation, right? And that's mm -hmm. where we get into individuals' risk tolerance, and investment objectives and time frame things like that, and and so uh, what I would say is if if you've got an investment portfolio and let's if if uh, if referring to invest nervous about the stock market is one thing if that's something you're looking at if it's causing you to lose any sleep at night um, really more than I would say even if it's even just one night I would talk to your advisor or look if you're doing it yourself look at your allocation because that that to me suggests you might have too much risk and I think you, should, you might want to dial back the risk. Um, on the other hand, it also depends, you know, on your time frame, right? So if you're if you've got money in the market that you're going to need in the near term, which to me is like less than let's say two years, uh, then in my opinion, it shouldn't be in the stock market. That should be in a, in a some other uh, safer, more stable type of investment, like let's say a money market account. Um, you know, so we want to remember that the money that's in the stock market is what we all suggest. What the majority, I should say, I, what I suggest is that's long-term money. So if we do hit a, a bear market or a correction, we can withstand it. You can stay in there. You don't have to close the, close the account and take a loss. We want to ride it out, but we don't know how long that'll take. And so that's why we say look long-term because it could take years before things come back from, uh, from a nasty market. Well, I, yeah, I'm noticing that today is uh, the, the, uh, the Dow closed above uh, 30,000, which hasn't happened in a while. No, no, it, it hasn't. You know what the markets had? The markets had a, had a decent day today, and uh, we've we've had a decent. You know, picked up a little bit this week, or held up, I should say. It hasn't gone down. <laughs> okay, right, so that's, and, and, and that's been that, a trend. 
<laughs> yeah. So my gosh, we, I, I want to say we were, we were down the previous, I believe 11 weeks. I think you're right. Um, you know, and it was, it was like 11, 11 out of 12 weeks, uh, all three indexes in that period of time have, have, you know, gotten beaten up. Um, you know, I think anybody watching the market probably knows that, but if you've been in the market for a period of time, then you've probably been through these before, right? We had a bear market that started in 2000, another one that was in, you know, 08 with the housing crisis. Uh, and we got through all of those and the markets went on to new highs. So I think what's important is make sure you've got a, a portfolio of quality companies, not the ones that, you know, don't have any earnings, for instance. Um, you, you know, and I think I think it's also important to look at the sectors, though, because one thing I did want to touch on um, is we, we've talked before on the show. I've talked before about how energy and commodities, metals and minerals, those were the areas of the market that were making money this year. Uh, and they were up until about two to two. But, up until a couple of weeks ago, I'd say for the first five months of the year until the beginning of June, you know, those sectors were fantastic. Energy, the energy, energy sector, XLE, is a sector, you know, uh, ET, exchange traded fund, an ETF. It was up, I want to say, seven between 70 and 75% just in the first, just until, you know, year to date through like, like June 1st. I think it was the first week in June. But if you look at it since then, it's lost a quarter of its value. And so those are companies like Chevron and ExxonMobil are two of the biggest holdings. Mm -hmm. So it's in the oil space. Natural resources is another one. Natural resources had a 60% gain, commodities I'm referring to, a 60% gain through the first five months, and it's lost about 20% just in the last couple of weeks. And so the reason I'm pointing this out is that I want everybody to realize, you know, if you're going into sectors, especially something you know, like that, that's a hot area of the market, you know, that, that's a double-edged sword, Right. You know, so if you had it, if you've had it all year long, then then you're just playing with profits. Uh, but if you look at it over the last two to three weeks, you've seen a pretty nasty, nasty drop. Like I mentioned, 25 percent. The energy sector is down about 25 percent just in the last two weeks. Wow. So so it can be very volatile. Now, the good news <laughs> and what I tell my wife is is hopefully that means gas prices are going to back off a little bit and go down a little bit. Um, you know, but most analysts, guys, are for what it's worth. Most analysts are still forecasting that oil prices are going to go back up. Goldman Sachs just came out a few days ago uh, with a forecast raising the price of oil to 140 a barrel. Uh, for oh I think my Brent, gosh, you know, slightly higher than West Texas. Uh, it's Brent crude, I think they're forecasting. But but what it means is probably a 30 to 40 percent increase from where we are right now. Oh goodness! So wow. so the analysts so it's are, are, so the so it's important to what. Well, so it's important to take a look at your exposure. And, and what I was going to say is that if you think, if you agree that you think oil and energy is going to go back higher, maybe this is a buying opportunity to maybe go in and be a buyer of some of these companies that have pulled back. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, talk about uh, the analysts in the oil industry. Uh, when, when I was in the news business, uh, Trilby Lundberg was the uh, the go-to and she was always, she, she had it all and, and I'm sure she still is doing it. And uh, she always seemed credible. Do you know the name? Uh, I can't. You know what? I can't say that I do. Okay. Well, you know, again, I got this radio news. And uh, anyway, neither here nor there. But I, you know, she's out there. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. No, no. I just wanted to say that this is something that we talked about a few weeks back. We had a show where I think we talked a little bit about sector rotation. Yes. And 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 that's something you know, like you have different stocks, right? There's 11 sectors in the S and P 500. So you've got like technology is one. Financials are another, energy is another, things like that, right? Healthcare, um, and so what? What? Uh, uh, what I like to do? One of the strategies that's worked well is actually rotating amongst the top, let's say, three or four sectors, you know. 
And, and so, but it brings a lot, it does bring more risk because you're less diversified. Um, and, and if you guys have heard the show before, what I believe in is that concentration is the way to create wealth and to build wealth. It's higher risk than a diversified strategy. Um, but diversification to me is more to preserve uh, or moderate and to preserve the wealth and moderate the risk. Um, but it doesn't mean it's without risk. So, so in other words, when the markets get hit really badly, you know, and virtually every sector goes down. Um, and I think what we're seeing is the rotation and some profit taking in the energy sector because it was really the only area of the market that had held up for this year. Pretty much every other sector is down for the year, uh, as I'm, ex except for companies with exposure to things like I mentioned, like minerals and metals. Mm -hmm. And so what everyone's trying to figure out is, 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 are we looking at a buying opportunity for energy or or is it going to keep on coming back down? And so, and so that's why I say you want to have a conversation with your advisor and, and, uh, and pick their brain. If you'd like to talk to me, by all means, feel free to give me a call. I'd be happy to discuss it with you. 800-975-6717. That's the number you can call. Let me mention the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach Kevin right there. That's at the top of the page. You've got a, a an email link, and, and Kevin will get yes. that and respond to you uh, right away. 800-975-6717 is the number you can call. So, I mean... Uh, this has just been such a weird time. And I think for a lot of people, I was talking to my son, he's 29. This mm -hmm. is all new to him. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, everything yeah. going, and, and he's a pretty smart kid. He's, you know, he's doing a little dabbling in the market. So he's, he really has an understanding, but he's like, this is crazy. <laughs> I said, well, it's, hang on, you're 29. <laughs> it's going to happen again. <laughs> oh yeah. At least, at least one more. Time, one more more than time. that. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably a few times. Yeah. And you know, it's, a, it's a cycle of the market. That's why I like to, one thing I like to remind everybody about is that if you go back, back in time, you know, it used traditionally, you know, we have a couple of good years, and then we have a bad year and have a couple more good years and then have a bad year. And, and, but it wasn't something, you know, every single year we're going higher and higher and higher, which is really what we've seen, especially for the last few years mm -hmm. before, you know, before the last, what, half a year or so. Um, and uh, so it's, nobody likes to hear that this is really normal. And what we were in the situation we were in before was more of the abnormal one. Um, but you know, I also like to point out the volatility. You know, the average volatility in the market is 17%. So in an average year, average, the market drops 17% from its high to its low. So I, I think a lot of folks haven't seen it before. And so it can be a little bit shocking, you know, when you first <laughs> see it. Uh, but, but you want to, I, I always, what I always like to do is go back to fundamentals and go and look back in time. And some of the stats that I looked at, like, uh, um, for instance, in this stage of the elect, you know, the stock traders almanac likes to look at political cycles, you know, is mm -hmm. it first year of a, of a new president or midterms or what is it? Um, and, and there are some very good statistics that indicate, uh, that the next several months should be really good buying opportunities. Uh, in other words, in, in the past, when you've bought the market, when it's down 20%, like the S and P is right now, historically looking out the next 12 to 18 months, you've seen double digit almost average of 20% returns. So, so that's looking back in history. Of course, it doesn't mean it's going to come true going forward. Um, you know what, but I, I think history is an indication. And I think, you know, as long as earnings growth continues, then the market's going to come back and we'll go on to new highs. Sure. It's all going to come back to earnings, right? Yeah. And, and, and so that's, as of right now, I think the, the analyst earnings on, the Wall, on Wall Street are still too high. They, they've been raising them, but they haven't really been, there haven't really been a lot of cuts. So, um, so analysts have, have not only been uh, not cutting 
their estimates, but they've actually still been raising them. And I, and I think that's something that we need to see. And I think a lot of investors want to see the analysts lower their earnings estimates because that's we all we all believe that to be true. They're just late to the party. But that's that may put some other downside pressure on stocks. And so what I believe, I think it's a great idea to be doing some buying in here, whatever you like, but I would, but I would build a position gradually. So maybe put a quarter of your money or a third of your money to work here and then give it a little more time. If we do see a little bit more weakness, then, then add to that position. I don't think the market's going to, I mean, we might have another 10 or 12% down. Nobody knows for sure. It's impossible to know. Um, but I like, but I, but I'm perfectly comfortable buying the market when it's 20% down. All You've right. got a 20, it's on sale, 20% off. It's on sale. Well, uh, we've got folks uh, that are weighing in here on a few things and, uh, here's our first one. Inflation. That's the 800 pound gorilla. Ultimately, right. That's what started this and that's probably what's going to end it. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, do you, do you agree? That's Doug Sandler, by the way. Um, he is with, uh, head of a riverfront global strategy. Um, so yeah, I think we've all met this gorilla. Yeah, we, we have for sure. And uh, you no, know, you know, inflation is definitely what everybody, what, what everyone's trying to figure out. And, and I think if we start, um, I've mentioned to some clients that I think if we, everyone's looking for peak inflation, right? So we can look and say, oh, okay, this is as bad as it's going to get. That's what we're trying to find out. Have we seen the peak in inflation? Uh, but right now, that's the, that's the million dollar or the billion dollar question, the trillion dollar question. I don't even, what is it, quadrillion? Is that what comes after a trillion? I guess. Um, <laughs> it sounds good to me. I'll buy it. It's a, it's a big, big question that nobody knows the answer to. Right. Because there's, there, are too, there are just too many variables. The big one is the war in, the war in Ukraine. Um, you know, that's, that's given, that's, uh, I believe, causing, and, and all indications are that's causing all sorts of food inflation. Because, because, you know, they're a bread, ba they're the bread basket to the world, so to speak. So, um, you know, there's a lot of variables at play here, but, you know, it's a really good sign to see energy, see the price of oil back off. Oil has dropped 20% or so just in the last week or two, uh, which that's a very good sign that should re that would, if it stayed down, that would reduce the level of inflation. Okay. So, you, you know, and lumber prices, lumber prices have, have come off. I want to say have, are, are almost in half from where they were several months ago. Right. That's what um, I was talking to somebody about that. Yeah. Yeah. And natural gas prices have come down considered, I want to say by about a third from their high. Um, you, you know, so, so there are a lot of, you know, a lot of commodities, just like if you look at the commodity index, uh, it's fallen about 20% in the last few weeks. It's also had a very good year, uh, but it has come down pretty significantly. And uh, in the last few weeks. So um, those, those are all good signs that, portend a reduction in inflation, uh, but it all depends on how long it lasts. How long it lasts. And, and so I do still believe that what we call real assets, meaning investments in things like commodities and energy, I think those are good to have a piece of your portfolio. Obviously, it's not the whole portfolio, um, you know, but I think in the S&P 500, energy is something like 5% of the index. So I personally think an overweight energy is a good move right here, buying it on this pullback. I, right. I believe it's, it's going to go higher uh, as we move on further into the summer. Well, and I think, uh, so we're going to check in with uh, uh, Peter Schiff, uh, a name that you probably are familiar with, uh, Kevin, and uh, he's the yes. Euro-Pacific Euro Capital Chief Economist. He also hosts the Peter Schiff Show. He's he's a guy who's got his own opinion, and, and uh, he says, well, this is, uh, he's got some concerns. Not only are we likely 
entering a recession. We're probably already in one. But this is not just going to be a recession. It's going to be the recession. We have a bigger bubble now than we had in 2008. And when the air comes out of this bubble, it's going to leave a much bigger hangover than the one we had then. The difference is there can be no bailouts this time. So what do you think? I mean, he seems to be a bit of a gloom and doom guy. He's totally gloom and doom. He always is. <laughs> he always is. Yeah, exactly. But he I thought it's, a, it's an interesting perspective, though. That's why I chose that. Well, no, no. And, and, and you know, for the record, I do believe he's what I would call a perma bear. You know, he's always the sky is falling type. Yes. And, um, you, you know, so the it, it's one of those things I always ask myself. I say, is this the broke, broke, the broken clock scenario? In other words, even a broke clock is right twice, two times a day, right? Yeah, right. So if you're a bear, if you're a bear, if you're if you say bearish, bearish, bearish enough, at some point you'll be right. Um, <laughs> well, he's the it, same guy that was uh, pushing gold, 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 and and uh, yeah, it's not working out either. Yeah, it, it's it, and no, and 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 that's that's something. Uh, um, you know, I, I I never know if these guys, if it's the really true, genuine feeling and sincere feeling that these things will happen, or if they're looking for PR by saying something outlandish and then they get quoted on a bunch of news sites. I think that's um, it. You know, for PR. <laughs> I, I think it's much, I think a lot of it's PR related. Um, you know, I do think, but what I was saying is I, you know, it does with regard to the recession, I, we might already be in a recession. Um, my opinion is that I don't see how, how it matters as long, until, and if we see people start to lose their jobs because they, because they get fired uh, or downsized, which we're seeing a small amount of right now. I saw Netflix just announced like 300 people. I just read cutting. that as well. Well, the radio industry too is uh, doing some layoffs too. Yeah, you know, so but but all, according to all the statistics, all the all the employment reports, the latest one that came out said that there's five and a half million people on unemployment, and there's over eleven million job openings. So we've got over two jobs. We've got more than two jobs for every person that's unemployed. Well, that's, I better start that, pulling my weight then. <laughs> you, know, you know, so I'm I'm hearing stories about Taco Bell paying pay, having starting pay of twenty two dollars an hour. Wow! And and in uh, Philly, um, you and know, free so, lunch. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you it's, it seems to me that if any, anybody that wants a job could easily find a job, um, you, you know, that's my opinion. And so I, so it's hard to reconcile such a low unemployment rate with a recession. Um, you, you know, so I, I think what matters is what, what I want to focus on is that, you know, for instance, we started off talking about some regrets and the, and the coulda, woulda, shoulda, yeah. you know? Um, one of them is one, one of them that I hear a lot is that people say, I wish I'd been open to changing strategies sooner. Okay. Good point. Because, you know, I, I got a friend who has worked for a company for, I think 25, 26 years, whatever it is, and has saved for retirement, but he's so consumed with the company stock and unwilling and, and just unwilling to change. And it's like, yeah. you got to diversify. Yeah, you know, you definitely, definitely should be diversified, you know, because that's the one drawback to a lot, you know, a lot of companies match their 401k payments with, with company stock. And and so a lot of people wind up having, you know, a, a very, I call it, I would call it a lopsided portfolio, mm -hmm. mean, meaning that they have a high, high percentage of, of their total portfolio in just the company stock and not much else. Um, and, and so I get it, especially if, if it happens to be one that's performing well, it makes total, it makes total sense. Um you know, and, but from a, uh, uh, from a wealth preservation standpoint, depending on his age, um, if he's, you know, post 50, I would say that he should reduce, uh, the percentage. I don't like having more than 10% of a portfolio in any one holding. Right. Um, well, that makes sense. And, you know, unless, unless I'm re specifically running or managing an account that's designed 
to be concentrated and is the design is high, high growth aggressive. Um, and, and so that's a different story. So it all comes down to how much risk somebody wants to take, you know, but there, but there are so many vehicles out there, folks, that, that you, that you might not know about. And, and if you just uh, make the decision based on what you read in a newspaper or what somebody tells you, um, you could wind up costing a lot of money. And, you know, for instance, what I'm referring to right now are index annuities that I call the alternative, an alternative asset. Um, it's because fixed index annuities have guarantees that you can't lose money because of the market dropping. So all my clients that own these, the, the market's down 20% and they haven't lost a dime in any of these investments. And, but yet they've made average of eight and 9% returns for the last decade. So if, uh, if high single digit returns would satisfy you, my opinion is you don't need to take the risk of the stock market at all. You could put it all in, in products that guarantee the, guarantee the safety and give you upside potential with the markets, but you are, you are giving up some of the upside potential. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the nice thing is that the way that I look at it is they're all in one year increments because every year your gains get locked in. So if you bought it a year ago, then you didn't lose a dime. You didn't make anything, but now the year starts over. And now you're starting over from a discount of 20% from where the market was a year ago. Uh, everybody in the market has to wait to get back to break even while you get to reset and start over. And now when the market goes up just 10%, you'll be going up with it where everybody else is still waiting to get back to break even. So uh, annuities can have some very unique features. Not all of the contracts have these, uh, this feature. It's called annual reset, not to get too technical, but every year you lock in the gains, guys. So if you, if you made 50% of gains over the previous you know, several years, they're locked in. You cannot lose them because of the market dropping. And so I think those are very good, very good features for somebody getting close to retirement or in retirement because you've got the safety of your principal and you've got upside potential growth, but you don't give up the safety. And, and so to me, uh, my goal is to make sure everybody has enough money put away so that they've got the income they need coming in, the need and they want, you know, so also money coming in through guaranteed income for, for uh, you know, travel or fishing or golfing or whatever you want to do for a good time. Um, and then have another pool of money that's in safe investments, like I'm referring to uh, with the index annuities, and then money after that, additional money. You know, if you want to take risk with it, let's let, let's put some you know put some money in the stock market. Um, but I want to take care of everything else first, right? Mm -hmm. And make and I and I think if you follow that strategy, you'd have a very very comfortable retirement because you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about the ups and downs of the market or or any of this other stuff uh, that's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, again, you make, you make sense, uh, Kevin. Folks, if you'd like to learn more, I really encourage you to visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Drop, uh, drop an email to Kevin. He'll be happy to talk to you. And, uh, you know, um, so we, we left uh, Peter Schiff sort of hanging there. And, and, uh, but there are, there are those who feel a little bit differently. This is Sharon Epperson uh, from CNBC. I think, I think she makes sense. Focus on what you can control. Continue to contribute to your retirement accounts. But no matter what, do not panic or make emotional decisions with your retirement money. I think you just said that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. And that's why, that's why if, if anyone's heard me before when I talk about a rules-based strategy, you know, the reason I, I like strategies based on pre-established rules, predetermined rules, is because it takes the emotion out of the equation. You know, I make a buying decision or a selling decision based on all the predetermined rules has, has doesn't have anything to do with my mood or my opinion or my emotion at the time. Uh, and, and so so it frees it frees it frees me up, if you will. Um, and and, the, and those strategies have been very successful. 
And, uh, and so that's what I do with, uh, the pure growth portfolio, uh, that started almost two years ago now. Yeah. We're coming um, up on that anniversary. We are coming up on the anniversary. We're, we're still beating the market by several percentage points. Ooh, good um, for you. That's great. And, and, and so guys, yes, that means we're down for the year. It just means we haven't lost as much as the S and P 500. <laughs> okay. So to be, to, to be clear. All right. Uh, and this is a concentrated portfolio, but we made 35% last year net. Of, you know, for calendar year 21. Uh, so, you know, I'm uh, very happy with how, how it's holding up. But when I mentioned before, uh, I rotate between different sectors with some stocks. And for instance, one of my holdings is Apache, which you guys might know is in the oil space. Uh, well, Apache is a volatile stack and we've, we, and, and it's fallen hard with the correction in the energy space over the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and so, when you're when you're playing that game where you're trying to be in in the hot you know in that hot sector, uh, just be aware you know that there's a lot of volatility on both sides, and you don't always know you know when you're going to see that where the next twenty percent is going to come from because it can go in either direction. And it can go there fairly quickly as we've just seen. It, yeah, that's that's for sure for sure. It can move it can move very fast you know and and so if you're if you're younger or you've got a longer term horizon for some of your money, I think there's some fantastic buys out there right now. Um, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to go higher tomorrow. Uh, but I think if you look at, let's say a year from now, I, I think even six months from now, uh, the energy space, I think this is a correction to be, to be bought. Uh, but it is volatile and, and it, it's, uh, uh, it's just my opinion on, right. on that sector right now. But I think too, you, you make a good point in that, you know, if you've got money that you don't need for 10 or 15 or 20 years, why not? I mean, work with an advisor, work with you, fiduciary, independent, and yes. let you do the heavy lifting for me. That's that, that's right. Yes, and, and and that's the thing is we we want to make sure we got all the bases covered, right? Yeah. So that's that's what we're going to start off with. Like I mentioned, uh, we want to start off making sure everything's covered. You've got the income, you've got money put on the side, you've got money to cover emergency expenses, uh, so that money we can put in the stock market, we don't have to be worried about. We're not going to lose any sleep over it. And and if we lose it, you know, nobody wants to lose it, of course, uh, but it's not going to impact your lifestyle, and and that's the key. And, and uh, obviously, it's also, uh, you know, important that uh, we, we have the long-term care conversation in there, too. Sure. So, well, let me um, mention, let me take this opportunity to mention for long-term care. Kevin is a co-author of a book called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. You cover so much ground in there, Kevin, and not only on long-term care, but different ways to approach it in terms of how to pay for it. Yes, yes. And that's, you know what, I, I appreciate that, Steve. And, and, and that's why I put it on the cover in the title. Uh, you know, tax-free money, right? Tax-free money. And, and guys, to me, it's something that's important to address. And so, so it's, another, it's another bucket, if you will, that I like to segregate the money for different purposes. I call them buckets or uh, different pools. Sure. And, and we have several different purposes, right? And, and I think long-term care is something to be addressed. Some people like to buy, you know, the long-term care insurance. Others like to basically self-insure and they say, you know what, I've got $2 million put away. I can cover it. And, and, and that's all your choice. Another way is that I can show you how to use some of your money uh, and, and we can, we can uh, uh, put them into vehicles that should you need the money for long-term care, it'll be, be tax-free money. So um, to me, that's a huge benefit. You know, depending on your tax bracket, that should be a 20, 25, 30% savings just by saving taxes. Nice. So, so it's something, uh, and, and if you don't need the money, the beautiful thing is that if you don't ever need the money for long-term care, it's going to go to your beneficiary or, uh, or charity, whoever you name. So it's not lost, as, as uh, 
some people have the concern they lose that money, and that's not the case. Here. No, not the case at all. And and um, so, uh, Kevin, this is a, uh, apropos of nothing other than uh, you've hit a milestone with these podcasts. Did you know that? No. You know, oh, you know this, what? I did this see is, that. This is 101, the one that we're doing right now, episode 101. Why? Hey, there we go. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I did notice it a, a while back. I said, oh, it's coming up on 100. And uh, yeah, so that so that feels good. We've, we've been doing this for a little while now. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and so guys, I hope you find it interesting. And if you ever want to talk, feel free to call me anytime. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.